Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is my podcast where I read the Bible from cover to cover and uh, try to understand it as best I can. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, no emails this week, and so far I think uh, the Jehovah's Witness people have given up trying to convert me. Which is kind of a good thing, I suppose. Um, some business on the front end of this. You can, of course, uh, listen to this wherever you f- uh, find your podcasts. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to us at accordingtostupid at gmail.com uh, and on the Twitter sphere at accordtostupid and uh, at the, uh, excuse me, www.johnwatersvoiceover.com forward slash podcasts, I believe. Uh, and it is all in the description, so you don't even have to type anything. You just got to click, and there it goes. Um, yeah, that voice came out because I watched the first episode of season four of um, Big Mouth, and I just fucking love that show. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, yeah. All right. Everybody ready? We're going to dive right the fuck in. Um, so last time, we are getting kind of a a review of Solomon building some stuff, and it seems like we're going to hop right the fuck back in with the listy sting, least, list-y stuff of, I did this, and we did that. Um, so, I don't know if you want to waterfall your drink or whatever it is, but, eh, I, you know, I'm, I might put some people in the hospital if I do this that way, of like, every time I list a number, take a fucking drink. Uh, so you might want to have, like, ten drinks, like, just waiting for you, or just a straw... Um, <laughs> maybe something that doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, punch to it, like Rainier or Pabst. And I know, I, I was in college too, Pabst was king for a good amount of time, but, um, I, uh, I, 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 I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I do want it, but I don't have it, drink it much. Um, yeah, this week I got put on my ass because I drank a lot of beers that I didn't know was 9%. And made an ass of my well, made an ass of myself by meaning I embarrassed myself and uh, wound up my head in the toilet, which was fun, but um, I'd rather not do that again. Um, <laughs> so, oops, um, that was two days ago. Uh, yesterday was my recovery day of like, eh, eh, can't do it, and you're all of you are like, fuck you. I have a hangover every fucking day, and I, you know, use heavy equipment or dig ditches or deal with motherfuckers or accounting or anything that isn't just sitting and talking to yourself. Dumbass. Um, so, you know, I was a big old pussy and was like, <laughs> so that's kind of how my week's been going, but it's been going good. Um, and of course, you can email on other things, because I got a bunch of free fucking promo codes on my website. Uh... You just got to, you know, click on the promo code things at the top corner and uh, you can find any sort of book you like. Oh, that looks interesting. And sadly, I know I'd love it you to click it and it opens a link as well as an email thing. But I can either do one or the other. And I thought it'd be better to be have everyone judge a book by its cover. Um, so so that you would click on it and be like, that's looking interesting. And it's like generates an email that you would send. And then I just send you a bunch of codes afterward and see whether you like them or not. So that's that. Anyway, all right. Done with that shit. Let's do the Chronicles, man. Second Chronicles chapter 4, and we're on kingjamesbibleonline.org. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at. All right, kiddos? All right. Prepare yourselves. We're going to see what happens. Chapter 4. 
Moreover, he made an altar of brass, twenty cubits in length thereof, and twenty cubits of breadth thereof, and ten cubits the height thereof. Also he made a molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in compass, and five cubits of height thereof, and a line of thirty cubits to compass it round about. Ugh, I don't know what I'm eating, but... Ugh, getting me all gassy. And under it was the uh, similitude of oxen, ooh, which did compass it round about ten in a cubit, compassing the sea around about. Two rows of oxen were cast uh, when it was cast. Oh, I assume. It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. There's a shorter way to write that. And the sea was uh, set above them, above upon them, and all their hinder parts were inwards, so no one sees some oxen ass. It's all... Uh, and the thickness of it was a hand breadth, and the brim of it was like the work of the brim of a cup, with flowers of lilies, and it received and held three thousand baths. Oh, holy shit, that's a chunk, isn't it? He made also ten lavers, and put five, ring, uh, five on right hand and five on the left, uh, to wash them, such things as they offered for the burnt offerings they washed them in, but the sea was for the priests to wash in. And uh, uh, he made ten candlesticks of gold according to their form, candelabras, I believe, and set them in the temple, five on the right hand and five on the left. He made also ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left, and he made an hundred basins of gold. Holy shit. Furthermore, he made the court of the priests and the great court and the doors of the court and overlaid the doors of them with brass. And he set the sea on the right side of the east end over against the south. And Huram made the pots and the shovels and the basins. And Huram finished the work that he made for the king Solomon for the house of God. All right. To wit, the two pillars and the pommels and the chapiters, which were on top of the two pillars, and the two wreaths to cover the two pommels of the cap chapiters, which were on top of the pillars, and four hundred pomegranates, holy shit, on two wreaths, two rows of pomegranates on each wreath, to cover two pommels of the chapiters, which were upon the pillar. He made also bases and lavers upon which uh, he, well, I read that wrong. Read, wow, holy fuck, thank God I'm practicing reading this instead of doing my actual job. He made also bases and lavers, made he upon the bases, uh, one sea and twelve oxen under it. The pots also, and the shovels, and their flesh hooks, and all their instruments, did Huram his father make to King Solomon for the house of the Lord of bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zeradath. Thus Solomon made all these vessels in great abundance, for the weight of the brass could not be found because we'd, no one wanted to fucking do it, because there was a lot of it. And Solomon made all the vessels that were for the house of God, and golden altar also, and the tables whereon uh, the shewbread was set. Moreover, the candlesticks with their lamps, and uh, that they should burn after the manner before the oracle of pure gold. And the flowers and the lamps and the tongs made he of gold and that perfect gold. And the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the censers of pure gold. And the entry of the house, the inner doors thereof, for most holy place, the doors of the house of the temple were of gold. So it's very golden temple. Um, anyway, so uh, we're moving on to chapter 5. All right, let's see what happens. Thus all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had decided. And the silver and the gold and all the instruments he put among the treasures of the house of God. All right, loading it up. 
Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all of the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, unto Jerusalem, to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Oh, all right, now we know. Therefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which was in the seventh month. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. And all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. And they brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. These did the priests and the Levites bring up. Also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel were the, uh, that were assembled unto him before the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitude, which I'm sure they were by those farmers being like, no, 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 no. I need those to live. And... <laughs> Uh, and the priests brought in the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord unto his place, to the oracle of the house, uh, into the most holy place, even unto the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their wings over the place of the Ark, and the cherubims covered the Ark and the staves thereof above. All right. And they drew out the staves of the Ark, uh, uh, that the ends of the staves were seen from the Ark before the oracle. Uh, but they were not without, uh, not seen without. And there is unto, And there it is unto this day, we assume. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables which Moses put therein at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt. Hey, these ten commandments, pow, they're in there. And it came to pass when the priests uh, were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present are sanctified, sanctified and did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, I'm saying this because it's in parentheses, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Haman, of Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. It came to even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. It doesn't. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. God shows up in a cloud. So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Now let's give one more. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Because we're not, ugh, we're not even ten minutes. We might get more chapters out of this one. Then, said Solomon, the Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. That sounds like God, right? But I have built a house of habitation for thee, and a place for thy dwelling forever. And the king turned his face, and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. Hey, guys, bless you. And all the congregation of Israel stood. Thanks, man. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father David saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build an house in, that my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there. Well, the was kind of there. You didn't really have a choice. And have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Yeah, that was David's plan. You're right. 
But the Lord said to David my father, For as much as it was in thine heart to build an house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart. Notwithstanding, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, I assume, uh, he shall build the house for my name. Which, I don't know why, but fuck it. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken. For I am risen up in the room of David my father, and I am set on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And in it have I put the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the children of Israel. And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad, which is about half the building, and three cubits high, and set it in the midst of the court, and upon it he stood, and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven. Which makes sense. You want to have some sort of pulpit, so there you go. And said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven nor in earth, which keepeth keepest covenant, and shewest mercy unto thy servants, that walk before thee with all their hearts, thou which hast kept with thy servant David my father, that which thou hast promised him, and spakest with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Now therefore, O Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel. <laughs> Yet so that thy children take heed of, they, uh, of their way to walk in my law. Aha! <laughs> Always a loophole, as thou hast walked before me. Yeah, that makes sense. Being like, you'll all be great if you all follow my commandments. Okay! <laughs> so, and all we have to go on for like several generations, like, he was a bad man. Um, now then, O Lord, God of Israel, let thy word be verified which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. Uh, how much less this house which I have built? Yeah, hold on. There brings a question. I mean, he's being like, I built you a house and I really hope you're staying with me. Yes, you are. Okay, we remember this. I built you a fucking house. Now, here's a question for you, motherfucker. How come your multitude, your greatness, cannot cover heaven, but it seems to dwell easily within this house? Tell me that, oh God, lawyered. Um, you know, the answer, I suppose, is God can do whatever the fuck he wants, but, you know. It does have a question. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon this place whereof thou hast said, and thou wouldst put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. I had a thought. I'm assuming not anybody can just hop into this, you know, house of God. It has to be a priest or something like that, right? A, a minister of some sort. And so the wonder of, like, anybody else wanting to be a priest to be like, I want to go talk to God, was probably pretty popular, I suppose, beyond, like, you know, folks being like, shut up and, you know, keep feeding the fucking goats. <coughs> you know, <laughs> or we all die. Uh, so my, my question is, like, if you have such a popularity with becoming a priest and you suddenly get up there and potentially, in this particular thing, you have a sh you very cloudy god in this place or you have no one at all you're like wait a fucking second um you know so <laughs> we'll see what happens 
but in this sort of case, you become a priest if you can. Hopefully it's not like, you know, a caste thing. Um, as in caste system. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. All right. I think I'm here. Um, hearken therefore unto the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. If a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon, uh, upon him to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou from heaven, and do and judge thy servants, by requiting the wicked, by recompensing his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous, by giving him according to his righteousness. See, I think most people like Solomon because he lays out the... Uh, the law here a bit. He's kind of like, hey, uh, let's let's make sure we're all on the same fucking page, right? And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house, then hear thou from the heavens, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again into the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. Yeah, a very good one. That's a great one. Uh, uh, when the heaven is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee. Yet if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou dost afflict them, then hear thou from heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants, and of thy people Israel, when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk, and send rain upon thy land, which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. He's kind of laying down some law, some ideas of his own, being like, all right, I, I built you this house, and uh, if we're really cool, you'd be really cool back. Let's make sure we're going to meet here. If there be dearth in the land, dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting, or mildew, locusts, or caterpillars, he is going to send a gun on the pestilence or two. If their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man, or of any, or of all thy people of Israel, uh, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in his house, then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and render unto every man according unto all his ways, whose heart thou knowest. Uh, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. Hmm. Okay. They that may fear thee, to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great namesake, and thy mighty hand, and thy stretched out arm. If they come and pray in this house, then hear thou from heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for that all people of the earth may know thy name and fear thee, as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, and then pray unto thee toward this city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, again, laying out this little like, all right, then hear thou from heaven their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not. <laughs> we have our own kind of loopholes, motherfucker. And thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives into a land far off or near. 
Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have uh, dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, kind of a big ask, whither they have carried them captives, and pray toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the city, which thou hast chosen, and toward the house, which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou, from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Now, my God, let, I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. (laughs) O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David thy servant. Uh, Let's see how long. How long is seven? Seven? All right, fuck it. We'll do one more. One more, motherfuckers. Seven. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. All right, so a cloud was there, and then David, uh, uh, Solomon finished, and <laughs> the mighty fiery pen of God uh, came consuming, because, you know, he has angels to feed or some shit. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement, and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth for ever. Well, I imagine if I saw a big old fiery thing consume stuff and not burn down the temple, yeah, I'd convert pretty fucking fast. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of twenty and two thousand oxen and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of of God. And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also with instruments of music for the Lord, of the Lord, excuse me, not for the Lord, uh, which David the king had made to praise the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. Uh, For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. So he had to separate it out. That seems weird. Also, at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. And in the eighth day they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days, and the feast seven days. And on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month he sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord has shewed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel his people. Things were going okay, I guess. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord, and in his own house, he prosperously affected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. You have chosen? I built it for you. Fuck you. If I shut up, in hev- if I shut up heaven, and there be no rain, 
or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, mm, this is not starting good. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In my time. Yeah, it won't be immediate. <laughs> like, someone's got to be holding out, right? Now, mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shalt observe my statutes and my judgments, then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom, according as I have covenanted, covenanted with covenanted yeah covenanted with david thy father saying there shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in israel that's a lie but if ye turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments which i have set before you and shall go and serve other gods and worship them then will i pluck them up by the roots out of my land which i have given them and this house which i have sanctified for my name will i cast out of my sight hold on well, we'll read the rest of this verse. And we'll make it, to the pro make it be a proverb and a byword among all nations. So hang on. Which is kind of cool, don't get me wrong. So if you fuck up, if your people fuck up and they start serving other, other gods and worshiping them, I'm just going to pluck up this place, remove it, and all these other nations are going to be like, hey, do you know that there was a god who just literally ripped out his own temple and threw it into the ocean and went, fuck you, I'm out. Like... Awesome. <laughs> awesome in its own sort of way, but also giving God his own sort of out in case, like, people stop, you know, kind of following him. It kind of makes it really lazy on God's end to be like, I don't got to do shit. You got to do all the praying and the worshiping and so on. And then I'll listen, I suppose, if, you know, something happens, you know, locusts or pestilence or just me trying to murder every fucking person on the planet. You know, again, you know. Which, <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, and this house, which is high, shall be an astonishment to everyone that passeth by it, so that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto the land and unto his, this house? Yeah, big question. This place is a fucking ruin. And it shall be answered, Because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold of other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. Um, God can be great, but also he can be fucking terrible. <laughs> like, he's a kind of a kind of a douchebag a little bit. But I get it. I can understand being like, hey, uh, listen, we're gonna have other people come and see your little town and be like, holy fuck, what happened here? But also, like, you have to render the idea that like other nations know what happens. So you kind of got to spread the word a bit. You can't just kill everybody. You got to like rip your temple up, fuck up some people. But leave a couple alive to spread the story and be like, you want to see it? You want to see a dead nation? It's right over here, right over that rise. See all that? It's fucking gone. It's dead. It's being eaten by locusts. And um, all these dead cows, you know, are bursting with pustules and whatever the fuck. And zombies roam the land and are eating each other. And horses are turning inside out. And um, goats are blowing cats, uh, you know, and stuff like that. Be like, holy fuck, like, what happened here? Oh, uh, well, we were fucking around, and we thought, you know, Baal might be a great god, and God got pissed. The, apparently the real god got pissed. The real god? What do you mean by that? 
Well, uh, we serve one God. You serve one God? Yeah. Just one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes it easier. Oh, yeah, it does. He seems pissy. Yeah. Ra never was pissy. Or, like, you know, Anubis or Osiris or any of them. They kind of had their own fucking deal. Or the Greeks over there. They were shitty, sure. But, like, you know... They knew they were shitty, at least. There wasn't this highfalutin piece of them, you know. Um. <laughs> uh, not really a great way to get people to serve you, I suppose. But maybe, you know, shock and awe can do a lot, I suppose. Well, yeah. All right, so that's our episode for today. We went through quite a few chapters we did. Um, We'll pick up uh, uh, chapter 8, am I right? Yeah, chapter 8 Um, next week. We're about, I don't know, a fifth of the way through-ish, almost, a little over, uh, of this particular bit. And then after that, uh, it seems like we're going to get back into Storyland. So we'll see what happens. But it sounds like we're kind of getting to Storyland again now. It's just kind of hit and miss. So thank you all for listening. Please review if you can. Five stars would be great on Apple Podcasts. Please do. It's real easy. Um... And uh, you've been gospel to by the stupid. <laughs>